Thank you for joining the Persistence Mastery Podcast hosted by Leon Solutions, a training company that helps to realign teams and their communication skills to help the team you have in place conquer more throughout the workday. This will be hosted by me, Paul Leon. And thank you for listening to the Persistence Mastery Podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Persistence Mastery Podcast on building relational value. So let's just jump right into it. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Persistence Mastery Podcast. It is growing very well in a short time, and that's because of you guys, the listeners. So thank you again for being a part of this. And if you feel that you like what you hear, this is still building value, consider giving us a strong review or any types of reviews to know that this is making a difference. And with that said, let's get right into it. The first thing I want to speak to on building relational value is about listening skills. Now, if you're a more seasoned professional, you understand the value of, and you maybe you've been a part of a couple different conferences and whatnot where they talk about this skill. Myself, when I put myself through college later in life, getting my organizational behavior degree, one of the classes I actually took was just on listening. This was in Winter Park, Florida, in Rollins College, and the professor was by one of Bommeljay, Professor Bommeljay. And imagine just three months every night focusing on listening skills. Sounds kind of awkward on some level. But I remember he would always start the class, and he would ring a bell, and we would have to sit there for an extended period of time, everybody in the classroom, after a long, hard day's work and whatnot, just sit there in silence and listen around. And the thoughts I had when I initially was going through this exercise in this class was, what are we doing? What is the point of this? I didn't get a time realistically, but later in life, I have learned so much that one of the main tips he shared with me that I'm going to share with you today out of his book called Listening Pays, which is a phenomenal book. And I recommend you pick up the book Listening Pays by my old teacher and professor, Rick Bommeljay, was using the SEER method. Now, if you don't know about the SEER method, let me explain. It's an acronym spelled S-I-E-R, which stands for sense, interpret, evaluate, and then the R is for respond. In his book, what you'll find if you really pick up the value, there's a lot of other content around how to be a better listener. But the one that has still resonated with me from that book to this day was the SEER method. Sense is simply staying present with who you're speaking to. Interpret is to interpret whether or not this is a meeting about emotions, information, and prioritizing what the messaging is in the interpret stage. And then the E is for evaluation. Now, what's really important about that stage is that before you respond, you have to evaluate and ask yourself a couple different things, which is, is my response going to be an over response or is it going to build one of building value? And then you respond. So that's just a strong tip in how to build relationship value. Work on your listening skills using the SEER method, which is again, sense, interpret, evaluate, and respond. And to take that a step further, my call to action for you there is to pick up the book, Listening Pays, 
by Professor Rick Bommeljay, and also consider reading that book or making it part of your library so you can grow that skill in building relational value. Now for tip number two, prioritize importance. What do I mean when I say prioritize importance? We have to remember that when we have a team, a direct report, someone we report to, it's about that person. We have to prioritize what is important in the work and do we give that person what they need to be successful in whatever project task we give them. Let me say this to you. I have a philosophy that there's really two types of leaders I see. Position-based leaders, people who use their position to take advantage or control. Here's the project, do it and figure it out. And then there are principle-based leaders. Principle-based leaders understand that interpersonal skills is what matters most. I will tell you this, I've seen it time and time again, where there is somebody who's really more of a project manager put in a people manager position, or somebody who doesn't value people put in the wrong position. And it doesn't mean that they can't do it. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm trying to label or put those people in. Those people can be effective principle-based leaders. Those people can serve and help people. They got to learn the skills. They got to learn the skills and they got to remember a few key things. So if you're somebody who struggles with people and struggles to connect with your teammates and other people, then you have to ask yourself this question. Am I a position-based leader or am I a principle-based leader? You have to spend time with that question first. The next thing you have to remember is whenever you give a project to one of your teammates or you work on a project with another teammate or somebody above you or in your own business, here's what you need to remember. We need to remember that we are owed clear communication. Let me say that again. We are owed clear communication in working with another person. If somebody comes to you with a question and you dismiss them or you make them feel silly or not smart because of it, you've already pulled yourself away by being a principle-based leader and reducing yourself as an effective people manager. I will say that to you. So one of the things I make sure I strive for that if I give communication, I let teammates know, I let them know, you can ask me a question. If I don't know, I'll go the extra mile for you. I will match your efforts. Are you matching the efforts of your direct reports? Are you matching their pace, their priority? Can you honestly say that those people feel comfortable coming to you? Because if you can't say that, let me just say this, tip number one for you, is you owe them clear communication. That's what we owe them. Because it's not about me, it's about we. Let me say that again. It's not about me, it's about we. So we got to prioritize importance. Is this work going to serve the business, serve the results, or is it a distraction or busy work? And then only we can spend time on that together. So that's tip number two. Prioritize importance within your relational value skills when working with other people. And the last thing I want to leave you with in this episode on building relational value is staying humble. We got to stay humble. Every person wants to be seen and heard. I'm going to say it again. Every person wants to be seen 
and heard. And here's another thing about staying humble. We have to remember we're replaceable. Even if you're the best at what you do, somebody eventually will come along and replace it. And it's it's not our job to be jealous or be scared. It's about accepting that possibility and outcome and just every day being the best version of you. And I guess one of the best ways I can kind of summarize this point in staying humble is I remember reading The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, and there's a story in there where it talks about a man who has a lot of chest pains, and he, he just starts one day having massive chest pains. And he goes to the doctor, and he tells him all his symptoms, that he has these massive chest pains. And he's like, Doc, Doc, you got to help me out. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm busy. I'm working. You know, I got to provide my family, and I'm working so hard, but I, I can't have these chest pains. The doctor just gives him some medicine. Nothing works. And they do diagnosis again. He's doc, man, it's chest pains. They're just crazy. They're getting worse. Like, you gotta help me out. And the doc asks him, he goes, he's like, well, you know, tell me about you. And he gets like befundled and he's like, what? He's like, well, just tell me about you. He's like, what, what's your work life like? He's like, I wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. I work till 12. I'm a workhorse. I have to provide for my family, you know, and and I, I build this business and I, I'm selling all the time. And, and he says, okay. When is the last time that you took some time to just spend time with your family outside of all the work you're doing? And he says, this is, Doc, don't give me this nonsense, please. He's like, just give me the medicine I need. I'm having stress in my chest. Help me out. And he says, I am trying to help you out. And he says, but just tell me. And he's like, I, I don't even remember the last time I was even able to put my kids down to sleep. I've worked so much. What's the, what's your point? What's your point, Doc? And he goes, well, do you have people that you could delegate or give work to? He's like, I could, but here's the reality, Doc. Nobody can do what I do. I'm the best at what I do. He says, okay. I want to try something with you. And the doctor tells him. He says, I want you to stop taking your medicine. But what I want you to do is on the way home, I want you to stop by the cemetery and spend about 15 to 20 minutes walking around the cemetery. The guy goes, excuse me? And he says, hear me out. I just want you to go to the cemetery. It's been 15, 20 minutes or so just walking around. Look at the gravestones. Look at the flowers. Look at the grass. Look at what the messages are. And I've known a lot of those people who are in those graves. I've been a doctor for about 20 years or more now. And more in one case of a situation like this, I've heard the same story where that person told me that nobody else can do what they do. And yet all those people are buried in the ground. And somebody else is doing that job that they do. The man begrudgingly leaves the doctor's office, confused, upset, irritated, kind of driving and feels like he wasted his time even seeing this doctor. And he sees that cemetery and walks around. And he sees the graves. He sees what people said. And he calls someone in his office. He says, listen, I got to handle some. Do me a favor. Just handle these tasks in this project. I gotta handle something. He gets home early at night. 
goes in his kid's room and manages to kiss his kids goodnight and tells them how important they are to him. He starts to do that a little bit, shift his priorities, trust people more, listen to people, prioritize importance. And about a month later, he goes back and sees that doctor. The doctor asks him, he goes, how are you doing? Because I stopped taking the medicine. He goes, but did you follow my prescription? I said, yes, I did. He says, how's that chest pain? What chest pain? So again, this episode has been intense. No doubt about that. But it's important. It's important to build relational value. It's not just a nice idea to work on our listening skills. It's not just cute to prioritize importance. It's not just good business to stay humble. These are essentials. They're essentials in our day-to-day career. So my call to action as you end this episode is apply the listening piece on SEER. Sense, interpretive value, respond. Apply the prioritizing importance, giving your team clear communication. And the ultimate tip is stay humble along the way and match your team's efforts. Because, yeah, you're replaceable. But when you apply these consistently and with good intent, you'll be also remembered more in the end. So if you liked this episode, you felt it had value, please consider subscribing to the Persistence Mastery Podcast. Recommend it to a friend. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care. (music) Thank <music> you.